0: The San Jose Sharks fall four to two against the Nashville Predators. They've got the new uh, New Jersey going on, but is it cursed already? <laughs> we'll talk about that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the Chompversation, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans across the page or the app. Checking us out on the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, threads, Reddit, Discord, all the shenanigans going down at the tick a and all that and more at tealtownusa.com. Of course, if you want to help support the pod and uh, get Eric new internet, <laughs> Over at Venmo. It's at teal town USA. That joke will never get old. It'll always be our thing. Puck I, I love you. <laughs> but but I love to rip on your internet. Well, <laughs> anyhow, I've been I'm happy to uh to have my lovely co-host Dana May with me. How are you doing this evening, Dana?
1: I'm okay. Um I got to watch two hockey games tonight. Um both times my team lost. I was at the Crunch Game. I was like, I have Crunch merch now.
0: Very cool. I mean, that's always been one of the cooler names in the uh, mm-hmm. in the AHL. I like the Crunch, and the other one I like is like the Lake Erie Monsters. That's you know, the, mm-hmm. the, those are cool. Um, or the Admirals. Those were those are mm-hmm. always cool with a little skull. Yeah, Admiral. and then
1: you've got the friggin' Belleville Senators.
0: That's how they played tonight. Uh or- yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, how much boring could you get with a name? <laughs> but anyhow, well, we got a game to kind of break down and talk about. I don't know if we really want to do that, but, you know, our our Sharkies uh, end up losing 4-2 tonight. And, you know, one of those games in which you say, look, the Nashville Predators definitely have more talent They have more structure. They're the better team coming in hotter, and you would expect them to win. I think the Sharks did a pretty good job of of showing up. I think that there's still a lot we can talk about as far as picking apart the game. Um, But in that first period, you know, Kind of starting a little bit slower. You know, it was kind of, uh, again, we've been seeing, and I've been using this term probative, but very, uh, like, feeling Mm -hmm. out. Uh, There's a feeling out process with with every Sharks game, I feel like. It's like the first 10 minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't really know what the other team's going to do, and they let the other teams kind of dictate play. What did you see in that first half of the first period, Dana? Um, A
1: lot of just guys skating around aimlessly. Um, but yeah, I mean good teams hit the ground running, um, make the most of that first period. and like yeah, you know they they um, uh, were able to get some production later in the game but it was just kind of too late. Um, the game was the, was won by Nashville in the first period, basically.
0: Yeah, and you know, kind of further furthering that the the um, the National Predators would end up getting on the board at ten fourteen. Uh, Kiefer Sherwood with his sixth goal of the year, uh, Michael McCarran and Roman Yosi getting the assist there. Of course, Yosi is always always in the scoring plays. Yeah, they coming.
1: declared him like the def- like player of the game or something at, like midway through the first period. I love when they do those sponsored things and they're like. Wow, that was the save of the game. And it's two minutes into the game.
0: Yeah, right. There's
1: an even better save.
0: Or the Toyota turning points of the game or whatever the hell that they have. (laughs) (sighs) And, you know, Sleepy Mofo, thank you for chiming in. You know, long timer. Was it me or has the season been where the team has had poor communication? At this point of the year, you should all be on the same page playing this many games with each other. And and I totally agree. I, I, we looked at yeah. we, we I mean we looked at a team that was just feeling out the Nashville Predators. They didn't have a cohesive game to push forward. Is, I
1: mean, the,
0: we've seen I this all year.
1: The Sharks are missing Hurdle and Cooch right now. Um, uh, and, it, and it shows. They've been Cooch for most of the season, um, except for a few games, um, but without Hurdle, even like. It's I, even your I'm, most I'm skilled player. Be so with you guys, like there is, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm only motivated to watch the game because I know I'm covering it. Like, it's been a little rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been rough because of the the lack of talent. It's been rough because it seems like whatever plan they're trying to implement within their own zone, they're not You're able to execute.
1: Yeah,
0: Just this like, that's what the team.
1: To the trade
0: yeah. Exactly. Get to the trade deadline with as many points as you can to try and get out of here. That's what that, that's what it looks like. And mind you where the sharks are with the talent pool and and what they've got coming coming up. It, th- this is where they should be, right? Uh, it's mm-hmm. just we have lamented and and really we saw this coming many years ago. And, and we, I think collectively as sharks fans feel that this process should have started two to three years ago. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I would agree, but I also think like, you know, we, I, I do feel that Doug Wilson put together a lot of teams that had like, Oh my God. How am I trying to phrase this? He put together teams that could have won the whole thing. Um, and that's all you can ask for. And so, you know, you have teams like Chicago where like, you know, they're dumpster fire now. Obviously, they have lots of other skeletons in their closet, but like, no, you know, Chicago fans aren't mad about the team being bad because they want a bunch of cups. you know? Okay, that's the price you pay. Um, I think, I, 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 I feel like I'm like, you know, if, if some butts were candies and nuts, but, um, But, uh, you know, we had many, many years over a decade of uh, teams that most years had a really good chance at the cup and maintaining that. And like, it's just kind of how it goes, you know. But we've been a little bit spoiled. Um, And just these past years, we've had to really learn what it feels like to be a dumpster fire team again. Um, You know, for those people like me who who, who. Until the last few years, don't remember a time when the Sharks were consistently bad. Like, I just straight up don't. The Sharks were always good when I was a kid. So, you know, things things could have gone differently, but we were always going to end up here. And it's not fun.
0: Um, no, it's not fun because now so we're starting. That's I mean, my
1: little spiel.
0: No, no, just to piggyback off of that. Now we're in the point of the rebuild where we're looking at some of our favorite players might being shipped off for pieces and futures that could help the team going forward. So a guy like Mario Ferraro, who we all really liked when he came up. I mean, we we feel that there's a good player there. He's a good solid defenseman, especially if he, if he's on the right team with the right structure, this is a guy who we've kind of, pegged as a future captain as far as what kind of intangibles he has and and the kind of character that he has and now we're looking at seeing him have to vacate because the team is just not in a winning arc to where they can carry a, a, a player of his age and and expect him to be able to grow with this next wave i think he just he's a few years off of of these younger cats so unfortunately mm-hmm. you know it kind of dictates him having to Maybe be the biggest piece that they could they could trade. Now I've also heard you know rumblings about Couture, and I've heard rumblings about uh, you know potentially Duclair. Are, are there
1: teams that want Couture? Like I think if they
0: has- if, if 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 there was a if if they're willing to to retain salary, I think maybe salary is like- going to be the name of the game with him.
1: Yeah, I mean from the Sharks God, it's that's that's a really tricky one, but like if I'm just any team with, you know, cup aspirations, like, why am I gonna trade for this guy in his like how old is Couture? Mid thirties. Yeah. Um
0: Who could probably who's who's... be
1: injured most of the season?
0: Yeah, I mean it might I even can look have like a younger he...
1: player who you know, I might um they might help me this year or maybe even, you know, help me in the future. Like, I, I don't I I'll be I'll be very surprised if Couture gets moved, put it that way, not because of the Sharks not wanting to move him, which I think obviously, like, you're never going to take it lightly, um, considering trading your captain or someone who's been with um, like the organization as long as he has. But I think from another team's perspective, I would be more surprised that the other team was willing to
0: commit. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, and, you know, getting back into the game, and I think it's a perfect segue you yeah. know in that second oh, in, yeah. in the second period Philip Forsberg you know would end up getting his 27th goal of the year on, on the power play and Novak and Nyquist getting the assists but why i bring up Philip for- Forsberg is a perfect kind of analogy for where what the sharks r- would love to get out of Couture. right remember Martin Erat was traded to wa- the Washington Capitals when they were going on one of their runs when Ovi was just hot as the sun as far as goal scoring goes and martin erat was traded for philip forsberg and look at what he has become for that team and i think you nail it spot on what team is going to want to give up an asset like a, a young forward who who has the potential to bust out and to be you know the next philip forsberg i think all gms really i mean they probably look at that 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 E rat for Philip Forsberg and, and show it as the model of what not to do with a young forward, you know? Um, because I feel like that one was just so one sided of a trade. I mean, E rat didn't amount to anything. His playoff play was, was horrible. And then it seemed like Philip Forsberg just burst on the scene the next year and could not be kept in the AHL. So yeah, I, th- I think that you know. Again, that's kind of where where most GMs will kind of be sh- trigger shy with a guy like like uh, Logan. Now, a guy like coach, uh, like, excuse me, a guy like Tomash, he might generate some more interest. But again, I,
1: my brain is unwilling to even. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I I don't even. I you know I hate the fact that I'm even talking about. It. He's my favorite player. I mean, I've got him hanging up right there, and you know I watched him. I've, I've watched him since Czechia, you know, and I've, I, you know, was there watching live with the four goal game and, you know, watched, you know, him progress through his career. And, you know, he's a really, really special player. I mean, between, between him and Marlo are the two biggest forwards that I, you know, yeah. kind of tracked from young into, to, you know, full but like, stardom.
1: When he signed his contract, he knew the sharks would be bad for a few years at least. And that the, what he was signing on to was not, oh, I'm going to go win a cup in the next year or two, but I'm going to be on a bad team. Uh, but I'm going to have a established leadership role. And, you know, as, as an an assistant captain, but potentially full captain at some point, and I'm going to mentor younger players. This was not so, like, none of this should be a surprise. So, I don't know. Like, I'm just – it's it's kind of – it's difficult for me to wrap my head around because nothing has happened no, – no big change has been made to the shark sort of, like, trajectory since long before he signed that contract.
0: So – But I will say this, though, because Greer – kind of almost sold us a false narrative at when he took on the reins. He said that this team is a lot closer than people think he's, yeah, you know,
1: believed that.
0: I mean, who knows what he was telling, okay. you know, who, who knows what he was telling Tomas when he, they're signing their deal. Or I mean, Joe will was the one who signed Tomash's deal, but you know, who knows what they said, you know, maybe, maybe it's like, okay, well maybe we'll bottom out for two years, get first overall for a couple times and then we'll be back. That could or, still
1: technically happen.
0: It could, But again, I mean, father time is ticking down on both players. And I'm just wondering now we're looking at how bad this team is and looking at potentially being two to three years out before really contending, at at least as far as contending for wildcard spot. So if you're already looking at two to three years just at the wildcard, you're at least looking at four to five before you're really contending for a cup at the best so 5 years down the road you know hurdle will only have 3 years left on his deal mm-hmm. so i mean does that maximize the the value for him i mean i don't know that's that's, that's what's what the the sharks are going to have to deal with at the trade deadline on you know what assets you know they can move, what medium term assets they can move that's not part of the future and it'll just be really interesting cuz i think the trade yeah. deadline will tell us a lot about where the team Brilliant. is at I, I hope it us back to the game. Yeah, it does bring us back to the game. So in that third period, the Sharks would play their best period of hockey. Um, Mikel Granlin getting a goal, a minute and ten in, and just a nice top corner, um, with Ty Embersome helping out on the back end and and again, just some good work cleaning up garbage in the front of the net. And it's the, that's the kind of goals that this team has to score right now. I mean, Dana, mm-hmm. what'd you see in the third period that was kind of working for them a little bit better than what we saw in those first two periods?
1: Um, I think they kind of figured out Soros a little bit more. Um, and I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been the best this season, but he's still a really good goaltender. And, um, yeah, I think, like you said, they were kind of, like, feeling things out in the beginning. And... You know, they weren't they didn't play bad enough that they were weren't going to score at least a few goals. Um yeah, Granlin swooped in, saw his opportunity. When did he go five hole?
0: No, top cool. it was top no left top, you, sorry.
1: You literally said top 12. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. It's it is is it one here? yes, it is one oh seven. We've had a very long day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know, when it. I think like you had said, kind of figuring out sorrows, but I think also to um, figuring out the forecheck a little bit more from the predators, they were able to break the puck out a little bit nicer in that third period. So I felt like there was mm-hmm. a little bit better movement and, and they kind of yeah. figured out just how to too little to late. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how I would put it because it, it seemed like the effort finally came in that third. But I was like, where, where was the rest of this guys? I mean, like, you look down Mm -hmm. at the shots on goal and it's just disturbing, like how you can go from, let me just pull them up right here. You can have, you know, 25 to 35 shots. And if we look at, if we look at that down breaking down by period in that first period, I mean, the sharks just got completely caved in and, and then going from there into the second, again it kind of bears out that they're getting caved in and it's not really till that third period that they mm-hmm. start to put some consistent pressure on the net. Yeah. But, but even still, you know, Kiefer Sherwood would come back at three minutes and forty seconds and just, you know, put a dagger in the comeback hope. Um you had uh Carrier getting the, the assist there. And again, it's like a, a third line type goal. And when you get a third liner type, you know, chipping in a couple of goals in in the evening and you, you know, kind of break the back of the of the sharks because it's like, look, our third line's going to score on your, you know, on your second or first line, and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yeah, I th- be, be dem- yeah. I think it's yeah. No,
1: also worth noting, I was just kind of like looking through, um, like sharks Twitter. I had forgotten that um, Nashville had no uh, power plays in the first period. Um, the Sharks did have two opportunities. So the fact that the shot clock was as like lopsided as it was, extra concerning.
0: <laughs> well, and it goes back to the defense. Remember, I was telling you, you know, like, it's just a lack mm-hmm. of a defensive system and just not being able to front pucks, not being able to uh, really have a, a system that helps um, shot suppression. It, again, yeah. their system their system just l- lends itself to being dictated to and letting the play yes. come to them also
1: correcting myself sorry the shots were actually even after one they were lopsided after two
0: thank you I appreciate that um you know and 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 again the Sharks would put up a, a good fight because they had Philip Zadina would come in and, and get a goal at 934 in the third so it got the, the got the score to three to two and Jan Ruda getting the assist there and it seemed like again the Sharks Finally, started to add a little bit more pressure once they felt like, okay, maybe we can come back on Soros. You know, we have a little bit of confidence now. But I would say, right after the goal, I would say for the next four minutes, so probably, you know, the next three to four shifts, the Sharks looked like they were pushing, looked like they were the stronger team. And then Nashville just completely shut it down again. Mm -hmm. And, and, Really played as if you know they wanted to win three to two. You end up getting a lucky empty netter at the end of the game at nineteen forty eight. Nyquist um, getting his fourteenth of the year and Force, yeah, Horse. Forsberg on the assists there. So you know they just it seemed at the last five minutes of the third period the the game was there was no doubt that the Predators were going to win and mm-hmm. and again. We want, you know, we want this team to be bad, you know, set us up for the draft, but you need to lose in good ways. I I think tonight was
1: fun, bad (laughs) Yeah. smacking the fun, bad button. Let, let next season be the year of full fun, bad or good, but probably fun, bad.
0: Yeah. And, and they're not even, they're not even fun, bad. So I don't, I don't, at this point they are what they are. You know, at at mm-hmm. this point, we just need to bottom out and go into next season with a clear understanding of what the weaknesses are of the team. N- need to really focus on communicating on the back end and developing a defensive system in which the team can all buy into forwards and defensemen, and start teaching good habits. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's it's. I know it's fundamentals, and I know it's kind of cliche. But the team doesn't look cohesive through the through the neutral zone. It doesn't look cohesive in its own end. They're missing passes. They don't know what to do when to drop it back to the point or when to take a shot. There's indecision. <sighs> you know. Again, yeah. we it's just the same things over and over again. And and look, talent oh, talent yeah. dis- disparage. I, I totally agree. But the Coyotes did you know, played some really good defensive hockey with some really crappy teams. So yeah. that's all I kind of have to say about that. But go ahead, Dana.
1: Yeah. Anyway, speaking of same thing over and over, um, we forgot to open the can of Worms of LeBanc being scratched, but uh, thankfully Felix came in with a, a, a quote from, <laughs> from uh, Quinn. Um, <laughs> why I've got it up so- on... Yeah, I've a got a lot it of running. things. I can't pick one of them. We'll be back in. you <laughs> uh... do. Like, why? Why is this man still on the team? Why? Like, after all these years, I. It's exhausting. Yeah. Trade him for a bag of pucks. Let him, like, let him just try it somewhere else. Okay, like. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> and Jesse L. Weaknesses? What strengths do we even have? <laughs> no,
1: see, that's that's a good point.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Felix, for for doing some yeoman's work on the uh, on the call. We really appreciate the quotes. I mean, look, here's here's Quinn, and it kind of just sums it up. Quinn on the team's effort. I thought we did that. We gave an effort. We kept hanging around. Got down to nothing, and then made it two one. Give and up a goal if we're talking about effort and moral victories at this point, I, you know, that, that tells me that maybe it's, maybe it's not the right teacher for the classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I hate to scapegoat him. I, I really do. I just don't see enough growth. I, I just see the continuation of last year and the year before. I And, and I don't, know that that helps any of the 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 prospects that the team already has to develop into something more than what he can provide x's and o's wise
1: yeah it's just like i feel like it's hard for me to to even evaluate um quinn as a coach because he's been handed such a garbage team like I can't even. I, I have trouble even saying how how much of it is him versus the roster. What's the percentage breakdown? You know, because it would take like a hell of a coach to make it. You know, players on a team in this situation be like motivated. You know, um, but you know we're just we're just treading water. There just needs to be a warm body to to be the coach. Someone with a pulse. Yeah
0: that's kind of how it feels but I mean but I, I guess I just think about you know how the Coyotes never really had a great team and they always kind of had Dave Tippett style where it's just so maddening to play against and so defensively strong that you could afford to be bad or be kind of crappy and still have really good defensive awareness, defensive instinct. That you could you could confidently raise a player in that system and know that he would be defensively responsible by the time the coach is done there. And I think about Barry Trotz doing the same thing. I think about... Um, the current coach in in new jersey right now i can't remember who who, uh it was uh, lindy
1: ruff
0: well no not i'm sorry
1: did he get get fired i'm sorry guys i have uh
0: i i I thought it was um (laughs) i thought it was one of trots assistants um but i could be wrong like he could have God,
1: usually i'm so good about knowing this kind of trivia yeah. Oh no, it's still Lindy Ruff.
0: Oh, it's still Lindy Ruff. Okay, no, no. Uh, but I mean, even I'm Lindy's. Fired. I mean, even Lindy's system though is is very defensively are responsible.
1: Oh, are they switching back to Fire
0: Lindy now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, um, but again, you know there are coaches that can that can make. a a defensively aware team and in a place in which a a, a prospect can grow. I mean, it's clear, it's clear that the Barracuda right now, probably not a great developmental pipeline. So where, where do you develop kids in which they're put in positions to do well and put into position where they can have good habits be formed? Can't do it in the A the NHL I mean you we see how how the garbage fire is going here where do you where do you do you just leave them on their junior teams and lean them on their their college teams for as long as you can and I guess you just have um you know you just have them come through the Barracuda hopefully next season you get a little bit more of a developmental style of coach but it's it's kind of a hope and a prayer at this point
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good point um that like you know, on, on a team of any caliber, any individual player can be defensively responsible and at least not, um, you know, like flop and make it worse, <laughs> even if they're not contributing. Um, And yeah, I, I don't know if David Quinn is the person for that, but there's just, you know, it's just like an amalgamation of like, there's just nothing good right now. And so. Um, you know, as opposed to like even a mediocre team, you know, what, what are the good parts and what are the bad parts. And so, you know, you can always point to things and it's, it's yeah. just so much right now.
0: Yeah, Not so much. It, it, it really is. I mean, it, it really is. You, you, I just look at how bad the Kings were, right. And how they kind of retooled mm-hmm. and, and they have a coach in which, he has a system that can de- be defensively responsible, and so you could hold on to that while you were being bad. I just, I just don't see that with this staff. And you know, wow, if
1: only that coach would come coach the Sharks.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and we got a, we got a couple of people saying like Ryan Worsofsky and I and I would like to see him get his shot at at the head coach um, position but is 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 he the right developmental coach I, again I don't have the answers to that um I and I just I feel like because the team is so devoiding talent you, you it really is like the chicken or the egg syndrome you know yeah.
1: has no one snatched up Jay woodcroft not yet that is interesting
0: you know Jay. He's a good communicator with kids. With Sharks, yeah, you? He was a he was an assistant yeah. with Todd on Todd's staff.
1: Like, did something happen in Edmonton? Because, like, everyone was so surprised about that firing. And then, you well, know, they were that? like, how is this going to fix the Oilers? And well, then they get a new coach, and they're fixed.
0: Well, it was that so, losing streak, right, at the beginning of the yeah, season yeah. where they were like, they had lost 10 in a row or something. Yeah. And... I think, honestly, Edmonton, even though it's not Toronto, it's still in Canada, and they have laser focus on on yeah. all the off-ice stuff and the, the direction of the team. And so I think it was just getting so bad, and the echo chamber is so loud there, especially because McDavid's there, that it's like this team shouldn't be in a 10-game losing streak with Connor mm-hmm. McDavid so yeah but anyhow Dana I think we're we're just about out of time I think we're at a cool 30 minutes we'll we'll end it here so that we can get some sleep
1: I really wanted to spend three hours discussing that game
0: yeah right (laughs) so why don't we uh, why don't we do the uh, in case you're missing you want to catch us again uh, check us out on uh, on the YouTube rewind hit the like and the subscribe button and also have the little bell notification go off when we go live But if you're a long-time viewer, you know that we go live after every single Sharks game. I don't know why we put up with the abuse, but I guess we're gluttons for punishment at this point. (laughs) But find us wherever you get your podcasts on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be on the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, like I said before, YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey app, and then, of course, always at tealtownusa.com. And uh, Dana, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for getting uh, getting through this one. Um, I'm going to give you the final thoughts and uh, where the people can find you.
1: My final thoughts are the trade deadline can't come soon enough. Uh, so at least we have something to talk about. Um, and uh, the people can find me at, uh, yeah, Twitter, it's there same on Instagram, Um, be warned, I do post a lot of Taylor Swift content, so as long as you're cool with that, along with the hockey. enjoy
0: well well um, what, what can i say i i traveled all the way out to rio to see her so you did i did i did and and rio almost <laughs> kept me <laughs> yeah. Wait, which night uh, friday I can't remember what the surprise songs were oh uh, no the the friday where the uh the young lady happened to pass away because it was oh. very very hot so yeah i had i had uh Heat exhaustion, and that eh, was just not a great scene. But <laughs> I'm okay, I'm here, I'm upright, and uh, you know, I'll keep doing this, <laughs> and hopefully, I'll get to see the sharks win at some point. Um, but as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name that's E R I K, my last name Landy L A N D I across all of the social media garbage. And uh, final thoughts <sighs> look, I, I, I continue to echo them over and over and over again, but it's the truth. We just got to work on the fundamentals. Got to get those good habits in. Clean up your own zone first. Then think about offense and uh, defensive acumen for the for the forwards because right now this defense core needs all the help it can get. Uh-huh. So for all of us here at Teal Town USA, you know how we close it out. We keep it real. We keep it teal, and we keep it real teal. Have a great night, and we'll see you after the game on Tuesday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, talk to you later.